I'm on, on the winning side. side. Yes, I'm, yes, on, I'm on, on the winning side. side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today for our Winning Side broadcast. It is Tuesday, February 23rd, and I hope you're having a great day. I know it's lunchtime, so you're probably hungry, either uh, getting ready to eat or you just got done. But thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you're listening, uh, let us know. You can call us at 252-308-4600. Uh, call that number, send us a text, or if you're on Facebook, uh, just uh, make a comment. Let us know that you're watching. Of course, if you like the video, share the video. That helps more people know about it. If you're listening on the podcast, we're so thankful that you're joining us today. And uh, I hope that something that is said today will be a blessing. I hope these songs are a blessing. I hope the scripture is a blessing. And uh, it's amazing how God knows what we need for every day. And maybe uh, something said today will be exactly what you need. Happy birthday today to Miss Bobette Rose. I hope you have a wonderful day. And uh, one of our uh, shut-ins, a sweet lady. And I hope uh, you will... Uh, pray for her and Miss Bobette. Hope you have a happy birthday. And uh, we're looking forward to tomorrow night, a Wednesday night prayer meeting, Bible study, uh, teens on target, children's ministry at seven o'clock. Be a great time. And then I'm already fired up about Sunday. Uh, I know we talk a lot about Sunday, but you know the reason we do is because Sunday is the Lord's day, and also because uh, Sunday is the day that we get to come to church and we get to hear. The preaching and teaching, we get to sing, we get to fellowship. And uh, if you're watching online or if you're listening on the radio, I hope you don't miss out on the fellowship. Uh, use your phone, uh, send a text message to somebody, make a call to somebody, uh, uh, drive by somebody's house and honk the horn and wave and get their attention. Just let them know you're thinking about them. But the church uh, is a called out assembly of believers. And uh, I'm so thankful for the church. That's why I talk about it so much. But uh, be planning this Sunday to be in church. It's supposed to uh, rain. Who knows what's going to happen with that? But that's okay. We'll have a drive-in service. We'll have Sunday school, morning service, evening service, and it will be a great, great day. I've been talking about my dad these last couple days, uh, Friday. Last Friday was the five-year uh, anniversary uh, of his home going, February 19th of uh, 2016. And then yesterday would have been his birthday, so we we're talking about that. But here is a song uh, my dad loved to sing. And uh, you, you could always catch him whistling. Uh, you could always catch him humming. You could catch him singing. My dad never really did a lot of singing in church until we went to Geneseo. Uh, I was uh, 16 years old uh, when we moved. So I guess I was 15 when we started going uh, to Geneseo. My dad was a Christian school teacher. He taught a Sunday school class, but he didn't get up and sing specials in church. But we started going to Geneseo, and it was just a small church, about 40 people on a Sunday morning. And uh, the, the church asked if my dad would fill in. So he agreed to, and he was preaching during the summer months when he was off teaching. And then they just said, we want you to keep on filling in. And they stopped looking for anybody else. And eventually God opened the door for him and worked on his heart to go to First Baptist Church of Geneseo, Illinois. When my mom and dad and our family, we went, uh, they asked us, they said, well, could your family sing? 
And we really hadn't sung much in church or anything like that, but we got together and we started singing as a family. I remember a lot of uh, uh, evenings at home, we'd be practicing for Sunday. And then my dad and I, we used to sing a few duets now and then. And this is one of the songs I know we sang as a duet at some point. Uh, don't worry, there's no recording, there's no evidence or proof of that, because I'm sure it probably didn't sound the greatest, but we love singing, and we sang from our heart, and we glorified the Lord. But here's a good song we used to love to sing, uh, 10,000 years, soon I'll come to the end of my journey, and I'll meet the one who gave his life for me. And you know, we used to sing about that, well, my dad, he came to the end of his journey, and he's met the one who died for him. And I love this song, and I hope it'll be a blessing to you. It's a great song about heaven, and uh, it's an old song, but I think it'll be a blessing to you. hope you'll enjoy it as we play it right now, 10,000 Years. 10,000 years, we've just begun. Soon I'll come to the end of my journey. And I'll meet the one who gave his life for me I will thank him for the love that he gave me And ten thousand years or more I'll reign with him Ten thousand years will just be started Ten thousand years we've just begun The battle's over and the victory's been won Ten thousand years we've just begun We will just begin to sing Love's sweet story It's a song That the angels Cannot sing I'm redeemed By the blood Of the Savior And ten thousand years Or more I'll praise His name Ten thousand years will just be started. Ten thousand years we've just begun. The battle's over and the victory's been won. Ten thousand years and we've begun ten thousand years will just be started ten thousand years we've just begun the battle 
the victory's been won 10,000 years And we've just begun 10,000 years We've just well, amen for that. And uh, I know we've done that song in church before, but we'll have to do that again. We'll have to get somebody to sing that song. It's uh, what a powerful, powerful message. And, uh, you know, it's a wonderful thing about heaven. When we get to heaven, uh, we'll be there for 10,000 years and we'll just be getting started because uh, in eternity... Uh, time won't matter anymore. Hallelujah for that. So we've been talking about my dad. We'll get a picture of him up on the screen. Uh, for, if you missed uh, yesterday, you didn't get to see that. Uh, but this picture was uh, from the program uh, of the funeral service. Uh, Miss Grace Johnson uh, designed and uh, my sister-in-law, Taryn, they put all these pictures and all this information together. So this is the front. Maybe sometime I'll show you the whole thing, but a lot of amazing information on there. But my dad uh, was a faithful man. We put that uh, on the tombstone. He was faithful. And, uh, you know, that's what God requires of us. I might talk about that a little bit tomorrow. Uh, but uh, God requires in stewards that a man be found faithful. There's a lot of things I cannot be, a lot of things you maybe cannot be but we can all be faithful. And we'll, we'll talk about that tomorrow. I, I, I believe that's the direction we'll go tomorrow about the word faithful. But my dad was genuine. I appreciated that so much about dad. He was real. And you know, that's what this world needs to see. That's what families need. Uh, they need a, a father, a mother. They need a, a, a teenager, a child who is real, that you are. You truly are what you say you are. It's not a, a show. It's not a put on. It's not a facade, but it's, it's a genuine Christianity. That's what Paul commented uh, to Timothy. He said, I saw that it was in your grandmother and your mother, and it's in you also. He said, it is an unfeigned faith. It is genuine. It's not fake, but it's real. And we need some Christians that will be real. My dad was faithful. Uh, he was genuine. He was a very giving man. Uh, we used to comment, uh, us siblings, we'd comment uh, how that dad and mom, uh, they would go without so that the children could have something. That was just the way they were. Um, uh, I, I very rarely remember my dad buying anything for himself, but I do remember a lot of times he'd buy something for the kids and mom the same way. My dad was very funny. Uh, oh, he had the quickest wit, and uh, he could be a dry sense of humor, and there'd be times that he would, he'd tell a joke or he'd say something, and it'd just go right over people's heads. And actually, he loved that, too. He loved it if he could say something that somebody just completely missed, you know, and he would joke and laugh, and that was very funny. I was talking to uh, Pastor Treber. You know Brother Treber. We were talking Friday uh, about my dad. He knew my dad when my dad was a teenager, and then when my dad was in Bible college, and then my dad and mom worked for Pastor Treber in the late 70s. I was born in Santa Clara, where Pastor Treber is still the pastor. And uh, we were talking about how my dad was so brilliant. He had an amazing mind. Uh, he could remember uh, dates. He could remember names. He could remember facts. He was a history teacher for many years. But I think his forte was math. He could, and I've not written anything down here. I'm just just throwing stuff out there. If you gave him a problem, no warning, he had no calculator, no pen and paper, 
you gave him a problem, said, what is 346 times 592? Before you finished the question, he could give you the answer off the top of his head. I have no idea how, but he was just, he was a brilliant, brilliant man. And uh, he used that mind, he used that mind for the Lord. And what a great Bible preacher, Bible teacher. He had so much scripture memorized and uh, he loved the Bible. He was a great example. He made a difference in my life. He made a difference in Caleb's life. Caleb's here in the studio recording, doing all the work. I'm just doing the easy part. But uh, my dad made a difference in so many lives. Uh, so many people are still in church. So many people are still serving God and living for God. And uh, so many lives were impacted by his life. I came across a, a message that he preached. It was October 14th, 2001. Just happened to be the date. Uh, that was about a month after 9-11. Uh, Joanna and I, we got engaged September 10th, 2001. And then, of course, the next morning, 9-11 hit. And uh, it was kind of uh, awkward telling people we got engaged because we didn't know what in the world was going on. We thought we were going to war. But about a month later, my dad preached this message at First Baptist Church in Geneseo. I was an assistant pastor. I was still uh, single at the time. Joanna and I had just gotten engaged. I was living at home. And uh, he preached this message from Hebrews chapter 3. It says in verse number 1, it says, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle, capital A, and the high priest, capital H, capital P, of our profession, Christ Jesus. He said, consider Christ. That was the title. Uh, the Bible also says in Hebrews chapter 12, consider him who endured such contradiction of sinners and all that Jesus went through. And the message was consider Christ. Think about Jesus. Uh, that sounds like a message dad would preach, just all about Jesus, all about Christ. But here was the message. I'm going to give you the outline. I don't know if this will bless your heart, but I know it blessed mine. He said, number one, consider Christ stooping down in humility. And we talked about that in church uh, Sunday, but uh, Jesus humbled himself. Consider Christ, consider him stooping down in humility. Number two, he said, consider Christ spilling out his precious blood. Aren't you glad that Jesus shed his blood on the cross? Had he not shed his blood, there'd be no forgiveness of sins. We would still be dead in our trespasses and sins. Then he said, number three, he said, consider Christ stomping out the works of the devil. I can hear him saying that. And I can hear him quoting the passage where it, was, where it talks about how that uh, Jesus Christ would, uh, his heel would be bruised, but Satan's head would be crushed. And I can hear him talking about that and saying how that Jesus Christ won the victory over the devil, stomping out the works of the devil. Uh, that kind of sounds like the winning side to me. We're on the winning side. Jesus has been victorious over the devil. And then number four, he said, consider Jesus ascending up in victory to heaven. Can you imagine what that was like after Jesus died on the cross? He was buried. He rose again. He ascended up to the, to the Father. He, he sprinkled that blood there on the altar. The price had been paid. The atonement had been made for sin. And then he came back down to, to, to show himself to the disciples and so they could see and, and be witnesses of his resurrection. And then there's Jesus there. Acts 1 says that he was taken up. He ascended up before them into heaven. And when he ascended up, he said... He said, I'm leaving you, but I'm coming back. And those, those angels said, this same Jesus, uh, which was taken up and it shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go up. Number five, my dad preached this. He said, consider Christ standing up as intercessor for us. Jesus right now 
is interceding for us before the throne. Aren't you glad for an intercessor like Jesus? I think about that passage where Stephen was being stoned and as he was dying, he looked up into heaven and he saw Jesus standing at the right hand of the throne of God. I can, I can hear my dad talking about that saying, Jesus right now is standing up as intercessor for us. And then number six, my dad preached this, got the notes in, not this Bible, got in my other Bible. But he said, Jesus, consider Jesus, his soon return to take us home. And can I tell you, it could be today. Soon and very soon, we're going to see the king. And I'm glad that we're just a, we're just a heartbeat away from heaven. We're just that shout, the, the trump of God, the voice of the archangel, and we'll be out of here and we'll be with the Lord forever. I hope that encourages you today to consider Christ. Just think about Jesus. Now, don't, don't focus on your problems today. Don't focus on all the negative, and don't focus on, oh, what's going on in Washington, and what's going on in Raleigh. Why don't you think about what's going on in heaven, and think about the work that Jesus Christ is doing right now in the church, in your life, in my life, and just keep your eyes on Jesus. That's a good way to live on the winning side, I hope you have a great day. We'll look forward to being back tomorrow. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. And let's stay on the winning side. On the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend? a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker, we are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.